The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. It's Brian Barrett in for Scott here this morning on the uh, Action Line from News Radio WGNS. And it's uh, my honor to have in County Mayor Joe Carr, who's joining us this morning. We were just kicking around some old radio stories before going on this morning. Mayor, we, good morning. We were kicking around some old stories. Uh, we were aging ourselves, weren't yeah. we, Ryan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, certainly so. So I uh, want to remind you that if you'd like to uh, contact the mayor, texting is the easiest way to do that. So we can pull this up and uh, and get you that information. That number 615-893-1450 if you'd like to talk to the mayor. Got that uh, open for you here this morning. We'll kind of open up those uh, texts for uh, right now. We'll get to those in a moment and phone calls here in uh, in just a few. Boy, it's been um, a flurry of activity uh, here in the county. And, Mayor, I think um, we are coming up on your one-year anniversary, I think, right? Boy, you know the calendar, Brian. That <laughs> is scary. This was election time last year or just post-election we time. Had, yeah, we were already through with the election. As a matter of fact, I will be one year. I reached my one-year anniversary date September 1st. So, what is that Friday. Uh, Friday so well, in a couple of days it'll be one year and it has been an eventful year at a lot of different levels so <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of victories um, some r- big disappointments um, but uh, I think the county is in a, a, a good place um, a better place and but we got a lot of work to do Maybe we'll uh, kind of spend some time and you can give us uh, a, a brief state of the county here coming up in a few. You know, that's interesting. If, if you don't mind for a second, yeah. Brian, it's interesting you you bring that up because I was talking to Paul Latour earlier this week that, you know, we have a state of the union, we have a state of the state. And I think this is something, I don't know how quickly I can pull that together, uh, but I think, and I'd love to have the chamber's involvement um, at some point. But I think a state of the county, just to review uh, our accomplishments, and candidly, we got to be honest, you know, the disappointments are a part of that. But uh, constantly talk about the vision and how we're moving forward through the obstacles and the challenges and, um, and of course, um, uh, grabbing hold of those opportunities. So um, it's interesting you bring that up because that's, I think that's something uh, you want, we want to do. The federal government does it. Um, the state government does it, yeah. and I think it may be something that um, the county needs to take a look at, the state of the, the, state of the county. I know that I, I've seen you and uh, actually watched a few of your Facebook Live um, chats. Uh, is, are, are you, uh, let's call them like uh, FDR's fireside <laughs> chats, right? Without the fire. <laughs> Without the fire. You don't need that right now. But, uh, you know, there are so many ways to communicate with people now, and it, it's just amazing to me there's – Many people that will say, "Well, I, I don't even know what's going on." Yeah. I think it's ambivalence. I mean, for the I, a lot of part. Boy, lot, I, 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 I fear you're right, and I I don't want to go there mentally. But yeah. the indication is is that people are more engaged. People find themselves engaged in through the media, and the media, of course, uh, hypes what's going on at the federal level, and now the silliness. That out of the General Assembly here recently with the special session. Uh, so that gets the media talking. But if you want to know the absolute truth about it, that 
part of government that affects your life on a day-to-day basis more than the others your local government Mm. your city and your county and and we do and it's um getting people engaged in is important and it's something we're constantly struggling with when you have um you know 70 80 percent voter turnout for presidential elections and you have 10 to 15 percent for local elections if you're lucky lucky, that shows you really yeah exactly and it's it's upside down because you know somebody tell me what has the federal government accomplished in the last two years or since the last federal election what have they done what have they done that has impacted your life well what they haven't done is more impacted your life than anything because we've still got inflation we still got there's still a, a horrible horrible divide in this country uh, but i can talk to you about what we have accomplished in the last year that i'm extremely proud of and hopefully we'll get to that in a few minutes yeah we'll, we'll definitely do that now when um just to go back to your your point it's it's your local government on the local roads that you drive on, you know, it's the, the local government that sometimes, uh, you know, when your kids are going to school and you have to pay for school additions and things, uh, obviously one of the very tough things you all had to do this year was to, you know, take a look at the property tax and such. Yeah. And, uh, not going to make a lot of friends (laughs) in that regard, probably lose a few. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, the uh, local elections are so important, and uh, hopefully we can turn that around somehow, some way. I mean, it's not like it's not the easiest thing to do. You can vote anywhere at any vote center in the county. and That's exactly right. You know. It's, it, and, and we try to make it as uh, effortless and as painless as possible, and yet, despite all our efforts, um, there seems to be some ambivalence. Our Action Line program this morning is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric, who's helped provide light, comfort, and connection in our community since 1936. MTE, always here to help. Connect online at mte.com or the MyMTE app. Um, Well, Mayor, I know this may stretch out into uh, a couple of uh, segments, and I I do have a kind of a laundry list, a checklist of some things that we want to look at. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I see a text or two about trash and trash mountain and yeah. all of that kind of thing, and obviously that's that's one of those things to look at. Uh, but in in your first year, yes, what sir. would you say are some of the accomplishments? When I ran for mayor, the there were three things that I wanted to do in 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 this order. I wanted to start working with the leaderships leadership of this community on crafting a vision for this county about how we want to move forward. And I can say, and, and the part of that vision statement includes a clear understanding of who we are historically, where we've come from. It has a clear understanding of where we are now, but where we want to go, in particular as it relates to growth and how the growth of this county, however you want to define that, but how the growth of this county, ref, county reflects on our principles and values to the extent that this defines us. We have a tremendous number of people from all across the country moving to Tennessee, generally Rutherford County specifically. The Tennessee Comptroller has stated that Rutherford County is the fastest growing county in the state, the 43rd fastest growing county in the nation. Every year, or this is according to the Comptroller, every year Rutherford County brings in nine to 10,000 new residents. That's huge. So. Our estimated population based on those numbers in April 2023 was 
375,000 people. That's huge. That means next year it's going to be 385. The following year, 395. The next year, over 400. We, if we aren't already, we will soon be the fourth largest county by population in the state, surpassing Hamilton County, which is Chattanooga. So these are tremendous challenges, but they're also great opportunities because people want to move here. So with regard to vision, Brian, why are people moving here? Because we have really good schools. Dr. Sullivan and the school board have done a great job. Did you know that 28 out of the 51 schools are level five? Yeah, that's the highest that you can attain. They have done a phenomenal job. People are coming here because we have really, really good schools. And those others are, you know, fours. Yes, just, that's, generally. Exact, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. And those are fours. And and three is is uh, the average, which mm-hmm. is me, that means you're you're meeting expectations. So most of our schools, the vast majority of Rutherford County Public Schools, are exceeding expectations for students via the TCAP, which is a phenomenal phenomenal statistic. And then of course you got people wanting to live here and raise their families here and go to church here and work here because of our principles and values, which is why the number one issue for this county and its leadership is making sure that we have a vision that continues to reflect who we are, where we've come from, and where we're going. So when we grow, it's the growth that we embrace that reflects who we are. So that was number one. And of course, from that, you have, of course, uh, Mount Trashmore, the transfer station, Republic Services bringing a lot of trash from outside the county here, and then you have uh, the other other things that we can talk about. Well, um, when you were running for county mayor, did you have like a three-point plan, five-point plan? If so, kind of maybe tell us what those were, and do you feel like you've made some some uh, head head uh, gotten some headwinds, or or are you sailing? toward those solutions so i'm a, i'm a very very competitive goal-oriented person and i probably too much so uh, i i work at, i work long hours but it's because i love this community and uh and and so the number one goal was to have this plan this vision so that er- then everything comes out from underneath that so example once we started through the planning commission and and working with the greater nashville regional council on our uh, uh, growth plan for the next 10 to 15 to 20 years which we're involved with the county county commission in doing that my apologies that's okay we're involved with the county commission in doing that um, and they we've appointed a steering committee and we're we're working through doug demossi who's our who's part of our uh, planning and zoning director so we're working through that and that we're making really good progress that will be concluded probably in middle of next year uh we'll have that plan put together but we're already starting to see some things come out of that plan like a transfer station at uh at county farm excuse me at landfill road out there at the county landfill so that we rutherford county can have an alternative to dealing with our trash and all the trash within rutherford county when middle point landfill closes because it's going to close most probably within the next two years in rutherford county needs a plan so i'm very pleased within my first year the county commission approved the funding 
for the construction of a transfer station that yeah. is plan A yeah. for dealing with our trash so that we don't have to accept trash outside the county anymore. So just kind of you know, um, help us understand transfer means that's where the garbage is collected and then transferred from there to somewhere else? Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what it implies. As a matter of fact, uh, state law and TDEC rule specifically says that trash cannot be there more than 24 hours. And so literally the trash example, we take you and I take my trash to a convenience center. Then Mm -hmm. the convenience center transports because the convenience center, if you think about it, is a mini transfer station. Well, I take my trash to the convenience center in Las Casas. Then a rollback truck comes back, picks up that big box and takes it to Middle Point Landfill. So it's transferring that trash to its final destination. Well, we're going to have, in a sense, we're going to have two transfer stations. We still have the convenience centers. Those aren't going away. So that if you want to take your trash to Las Casas or Walter Hill or Weekly Lane or, or whatever, Christiana, you'll, you'll still do that. Mm-hmm. But instead of that rollback truck coming, picking up that trash and taking it to Middle Point, it'll pick it up and take it to our transfer station, where it's then loaded onto these large 53-foot trailers and then transported out of the, out of the county to some destination um, uh, that uh, for permanent disposal. There's more cost with that, obviously. So that's that's part of the struggle to deal with of how to um, pay for it. Is, is that true or no? Well, we thought that was true. <laughs> but I'm a businessman, and I think there is a great opportunity for uh, within the business model we've constructed, without going into details, that we believe that we can do this with providing minimal financial impact to Rutherford County residents. We have a business model that we're real excited about that we don't believe the Rutherford County residents have to carry an unnecessary financial burden for doing this. Okay. Well, that's, that is uh, positive it's, news. It's, it's very good news. <laughs> when, when will you be able to share more information about that, do you think? Well, it's interesting you ask that question because we are receiving RFPs, requests for proposals, at the end of this month, uh, tomorrow, for a final destination for our use of material. So uh, final destination. So we're going to be looking at those in the next uh, couple of weeks. So we will probably be able to roll out more specifics within the next 30 days. And when you talk about final destination, that's when it leaves the transfer station and then where it goes? Yes, Is sir. That, okay. That's correct. So we should know something fairly, fairly soon about that. Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Now, and so what we, but we still have to build a transfer station to, to accomplish this. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to, pro- we're going to very soon put out a request for proposal on the site work of the transfer station which will probably take six to nine months and then the actual construction of the transfer station will probably take another six months so we're looking at about a year to a year and a half before the transfer station is actually operational before we take uh, our break I, I would like to get your thoughts and your opinion on um, middle point going to chancery court in nashville yeah. asking you know um for for the expansion and they're really continuing to push for that uh, will that happen do you think uh well it's interesting because they keep talking about expanding they're talking about two different expansions they're talking about expanding down jefferson pike um which is head, going east toward jefferson pike and then going um, yeah going north toward jefferson pike and then heading east and i don't 
think that is going to be a suitable alternative because they've continued to press the idea that they want to buy the old or take over the old Rutherford County landfill mm -hmm. so they can have that space between the our old landfill and the Republic landfill. And if they do that, then that extends the life of the Republic Services landfill by over 30 years. So um, it'll be here for our children and our grandchildren to deal with if we uh, if we move in that direction. I am adamantly opposed to doing that. I, I think other leaders uh, here in the county and the city, and uh, they've all come out in opposition to that, too. Some, some have. Uh, it's been reported that there are some county commissioners that now want us to negotiate the sale of the V to Republic so that they can extend the life of that landfill. Uh, I have offered to talk to Republic Services on numerous occasions, both privately and publicly, that they can, quote, bring me a deal that I cannot refuse. But here's got here's got to, here's the here's the non-starter for me. The non-starter is if we enter into another agreement with the public, they outside trash trash from outside the county cannot come into this county. Well, that's their that, business as, model, though, well, right? Well, then I think they would have to probably adjust their business model, wouldn't they? Mm. And so and so that's a non-starter because right now, 70% of the trash that comes into Middle Point Landfill comes from outside the county. Uh, the county, This county services 34 different counties and their trash at Middle Point. We are not the trash can for Rutherford County any longer. We're not going to do it. We're going to find we're going to find other solutions, and I suggest the other thirty three counties find other solutions. Got a few texts in already this morning. If you would like to uh, have a question, uh, or if you have a question or so for County Mayor Joe Carr, we'd love to hear from you this morning. You can text six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We're kind of uh, recapping the first year and uh, some things to look ahead to as well. Want to talk about the uh, we've already touched on the growth uh, just a little bit, but working with other leaders from cities and towns in in the community. Want to talk about that? Uh, some of the cities are doing a census. How does that work with the county public safety buildings? There's a lot to cover here with County Mayor Joe Carr, but you can have your two cents heard right here on the program just by texting 615-893-1450. It's the Action Line from WGNS coming up on 830 this morning. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, and our hand-fed baby bird nursery is starting to fill up. If you are looking for your next sweet feathered companion, come in and see us. Find your next pre-loved, pre-spoiled pet here at Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level. Here at Animal City, we would like to thank Murfreesboro for letting us be your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. Animal City is located at 919 Northwest Broad Street. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak where my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go, you can get pastas or chicken, you know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, I'm Larry Castelli, and I love living at Adams Place. I do exercise. I go three times a week. I go to stretch and balance, always conscious of your needs. It's not that someone is telling you what to do. It's they're looking out for you. It's a good workout. And what about the food? Oh, 
give me a break. <laughs> There's so much food here. You, can, you know, I would highly recommend Adam's Place. We break in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the upper 80s. Northeast winds of 5 to 15 miles per hour and at times gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 62. Good morning. Still running a little bit slower than normal through the Jolton area from the earlier crash on 24 eastbound at Whites Creek Pike. Still heavy traffic right now, 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. All that traffic still trying to get in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County towards Davidson. It's crowded now in the Hermitage area as we stare at it live on 40 westbound out here around Central Pike. Nash Painting is number one in Middle Tennessee residential and commercial painters. Check them out online today at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. It's Brian Barrett here on the Action Line filling in County Mayor Joe Carr. He's here um, once a month and um, is is always gracious with his time and... Um, we really appreciate you for good or for ill right Brian? <laughs> well uh, you know I, I think this offers an opportunity to connect with a portion of our community i mean mayor mcfarland is on uh we're, we're trying to do more in the the north end of rutherford county uh as well just as we're growing we want to be a place where people can get information and talk directly to their elected leaders and uh, you all do a good job of I think, and I think communicating. That's on that point, if we can, that, that is because off air or earlier when I got here, we were talking about the role of radio and the effectiveness it has in communicating information, especially to a lo- especially to the local community. And I do enjoy these, but more than uh, enjoying them, I think they're absolutely critical in getting out there and having that engagement with the community. And so uh, I'm, I enjoy, appreciate, and value the interaction. Someone uh, text in uh, that, were you planning to have um, a Facebook Live with uh, Mayor McFarland? And what happened with we that? We were. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of texts on that. We were initially planning on that, and we had to. Uh, I had to cancel and reschedule that. And what we will do is Mayor McFarland and I, and, and, and I contacted uh, Mayor McFarland, and I have a splendid working relationship with all four of the city mayors and their managers. Um, it's just, it's a good working relationship. We don't always agree, but we agree so much more on, than on things we disagree on. Uh, but anyway, so there was, uh, there was some chatter within the county commission, the Rutherford County commission that, uh, that the county and the city were not communicating or talking about their, their proposal out on Butler drive for a transfer station Mm. and a processing facility. And with, and as it relates to what we were planning out on the North side of the County, uh, with a transfer station. And that's just, that's just absolutely not true. I have been speaking with mayor McFarland and manager, uh, Craig Tyndall and director, uh, Darren Gore, uh, for months, uh, and sometimes, uh, several times a week. And that was, I don't know why, um, members of the commission would presume that there weren't these discussions going on about how we can provide uh, synergies and uh, an economic um, uh, uh, impact that would be 
positive without duplicating services. And so uh, I called uh, Shane and I said, hey, how about we just do a Facebook Live talking about what Rutherford County is doing and what city of Murfreesboro is doing and how those work together and coordinate and how we're helping each other. So, And we d- I had to cancel it because something came up quite suddenly. Uh, but we're going to reschedule that and uh, we're going to do that. Okay, very good. Uh, that is uh, good information there. Another text this morning with the growth in Rutherford County. When is enough enough or do we just bust at the seams? Uh, do you see Rutherford County becoming a metropolitan area? Uh, I hope we don't become a metropolitan area because that's not a part of the vision that we referenced earlier. That's not a part of our identity. And uh, I, it's, I'm going to, with everything in me, try to uh, keep us from moving in that direct in, direction. Um, with regard to the growth that's busting at the seams, the growth is busting at the seams because the growth does not pay for itself. And so the seam is the infrastructure that can't support the growth. This is why we need the help of the Tennessee General Assembly. And so if, you know, if the, and I, I, I think we're making progress there. And as a matter of fact, I know we're making progress in that regard, but we need the help of the Tennessee General Assembly to help Rutherford County pay for the growth that most other, a lot of other counties and every other city already has in the form of who should pay for growth. Should it be the existing property taxpayer or should it be those developments that are requiring the expansion of those services? I believe it's those developments that are requiring the expansion of services in the form of development taxes and impact fees, not the current residents in the form of property taxes. So growth paying for itself will keep us from busting at the seams. Um, I, I want to ask more on in that regard. Sure. If you have uh, text 615-893-1450 for County Mayor Joe Carr here with us this morning. Um, the In your first year, the the property tax um rate goes up a bit but that's what you're kind of talking about yeah you have to build schools and the school budget is what about 80 percent of the the overall budget right 75 to 80 percent yes sir so if that's the only way you have to raise funds and you have to build schools all of that is coming from the growth but the general assembly really kind of um, only allows a few certain areas for the for uh, a county to raise money to pay for that right am i am i close two areas not okay. not several just two just two just two we have property taxes and we have the adequate facilities tax and we have no control over the adequate facilities tax that is set by the Tennessee general assembly now what is that the adequate facilities tax is a tax that allows half of it goes toward school capital projects and the other half goes toward uh debt school debt service so but all of it goes towards schools and school debt service is like the building of a new school right mm-hmm. uh it would be like for riverdale oakland and smyrna ex- that 156 million dollar bond that's those are what's called capital projects and then or school uh, debt service and then their capital projects would would be like let's say that a seagull needed uh, a new roof that cost a million dollars or rockvale needed uh, portables for a hundred thousand dollars those are capital projects 
But those are the only things that you can use the adequate facilities tax for. It doesn't assist in the operation of the school. Uh, and to give you an example, when I referenced earlier that nine to 10,000 new residents move into Rutherford County every year, that translates into about 12 to 1,500 new students every year. That's a, that's every year. That's the size of a, uh, a uh, an elementary uh, middle, middle school. school. Yeah, that's actually. the size of a middle school. And so every year we're bringing 12 to 1,500 new students. The cost to educate those students, not counting the debt service and the capital projects, is $9,700 per student. Well, we only get $2,400 in adequate facilities tax per house on the if you go by the average size of the home. So that leaves a $7,500 uh, deficit. Now, we do get money from TISA. But the TISA formula doesn't come near to making up that $7,500, nor does it assist us completely in the capital project. So we are we have dug ourselves a hole for years and years and years, and that is illustrated in last year's budget. We had a $64 million deficit. That's a record deficit from Rutherford County. The previous year's deficit was also a record, and that was $31 million. So we more than doubled the county's budgeted deficit in from 2021 to 22 to 22, 23 by more than $33 million. And so it was time to pay the credit card. And unfortunately, you know, I'm a conservative. I hate raising taxes, especially property taxes, especially for those things where the property tax owner doesn't realize any significant benefit. Uh, but what I hate being even more is ir physically irresponsible. So I was given a tough decision, and I made a tough choice. With that, um, obviously, there have to be more ways. Uh, otherwise, it's it's going to become unaffordable to live here, it, isn't it? Well, it, it's already unaffordable. Let well, me give you an example. My 24-year-old son trying to find a house. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, let me give you an example. I know the home builders and the realtors like to scream and holler about you know, we can't have impact fees and development taxes because it hurts affordable housing. Well, the fact of the matter is, is from January 1, 2021 through January 1, 2023, in that two-year period, the average price of a home went from $300,000 to over $450,000. So in a two-year period, without any change in development taxes or impact fees, the home builders and the realtors, the price of a home went up $150,000. That's the average price of a home. And so, you know, the fact of the matter is, is we have redefined what's affordable, but, if, but at, the, at the end of the day, the property taxpayers of this county being driven away from their own homes because we're having to raise property taxes to subsidize the new development that can't continue that that increase um, what 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 drives a jump like that uh, obviously this is a destination it's the 43rd fastest yep. growing county i mean that's those the, things that's, factor. that's the big thing okay that's the biggest thing because you didn't see a commensurate jump because everybody says well we had supply chain issues we had work shortages we all had the all COVID these that, stuff. That, yeah. all the covid stuff and everybody likes to blame everything on COVID. You can't blame everything on COVID. I'm sorry. We got we to gotta jump off the COVID, blame COVID for everything train. The fact of the matter is, is surrounding counties of Rutherford County, like Marshall and uh, Bedford and Cannon and those counties, uh, Coffee, Warren, they didn't experience that, that hyperbolic growth 
of 50% in housing in two years. Rutherford County did, but they didn't. So if it was supply chain issues and COVID, you would have seen the same problems there, but they didn't. The fact of the matter is, is land is pretty cheap. There aren't development taxes and impact fees to pay for infrastructure. And we're busting at the seams, as that caller adequately said, because the growth is not paying for itself. And so we got to get the growth to pay for itself. That's all. It's not complicated. And it's very cons- it's a very conservative principle. You know, I shouldn't have, to, you shouldn't have to pay for growth for which you get no benefit for. You shouldn't have to do that. But yet right now, that's our only model. Well, I would just say heads up, uh, Cannon County, Bedford County, um, Coffee County—it's—it's it's coming. Yeah, and they're coming from Rutherford because yeah. of the affordable housing issue. They're going where they can afford a home, and you can't afford a home. And Cannon, Coffee, Marshall, Bedford—those other areas—that's that's exactly right. So we're seeing a flight of you know working families to those areas, and they'll just—they're going to commute if they work in Rutherford or Davidson County. County Mayor Joe Carr is our guest this morning. Uh, text, go ahead and get those in. Uh, we're, we're coming up toward the last 15 minutes or so of the uh, program. Someone did text in, what happened to the Kittrell Fire Department? That was that was the only one. But uh, I, I guess maybe they're talking about the old Volunteer Fire Department building at yeah. Kittrell. Yeah, I, I, we, if, uh, do you want to talk about that now real quick? Well, someone te- – I was the, the, we, their question was what happened to well, the Well, I'm Kittrell. not sure what they mean by what I happened. We built a public safety building out there, so that's yeah. going to be staffed by a full-time – uh, fire department um, uh, this week. As a matter of fact, we're opening up that and Kitchell? going operational. Yes, sir. This right. week and next week, it'll be operational uh, by Labor Day. Absolutely. Got the one at Rockvale open. That's nice. Yeah. Got it open, and we're constructing Last Cassis in Walter Hill. And then right after that, we're going to have a facility, a public safety building in Christiana at the Plainview Elementary School location. And then after that, Dell Webb out there on Highway 96. Now, the one in Las Cassis is. Um where the old Las Casas school was, isn't it? Or yeah, sort of right there, and where right in front of the current volunteer fire department. So and, yes, that's right. Right and there, everyone was concerned about the rock wall. It's well, fine. It's, yeah, well, we've taken it that we've disassembled it and we've stored it away so we can put it back up. Okay. Absolutely, very good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know a big that deal. it sure was that's a big deal. It's a historical landmark, <laughs> so we want to preserve those things. In uh, Walter Hill, is that near the elementary school? It's sure. no, it's north of the elementary school on the left. So if you go north two thirty one past the past the intersection it's uh, it's on the, it's north of there on the left okay very good uh and, and those are definitely going to uh help this area and Absolutely. I, I know um you know just just a, 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 we've talked about growth if you've got you know fire ambulance sheriff's department in those communities the response time is obviously going to get better and there. the response time matters to uh, residents because your fire iso rating will show a decrease in your uh, homeowner's insurance. So if we can get an ISO down to a f- five, four, or three, then you will see a reflection in that in your homeowner's insurance. So, um, Mayor, I, I do want to ask you um, this question here as we go back to kind of where we started with the, your first year. Uh, Friday is is kind of the uh, the first day a year the anniversary ago. day yeah, yeah. anniversary <laughs> so we'll have a cupcake <laughs> I'll eat a cupcake with uh, with that being said you kind of approached this county mayor um, position differently in the fact that uh, how you um, were part of the county commission uh, the, in in you kind of broke a 
um, a cycle, not really a cycle. You, you, you changed what was going on there or wanted that There was that a tradition change. there. Tradition, if that's the ta- word. If, if, you, if you're talking about the county mayor chairing the county commission, right. uh, yeah, uh, it was my belief that uh, the county, uh, the state, and the federal government are all modeled in some way or another after our constitution where there are three branches of government. There's three branches at the federal level, there's three at the state, and there's, there are three at the local level, and the three branches are executive, uh, legislative, and uh, judicial. And so we have that here, and I think it's important those checks and balances uh, exist, and they exist better if there's a separation there. And I think that separation kind of got muddled in my mind, especially with a county that's 375,000 people that has an $850 million budget, uh, six, over 1,600 employees. That doesn't count teachers. You count teachers were at almost between 7,500 and 8,000 employees. And so this is a big business uh, running this this county and it's important and so there are constitutional checks and balance in my balances in my mind that are extremely important and i just believe that when the when the county mayor as the executive branch presides over the legislative branch that kind of muddied the line a little bit now i understood the reason for it sure. and i didn't have a problem with it historically but what i wanted to do was i wanted to make sure that as a new mayor that the county commission knew that I uh, understood their role, valued their role, uh, but their role isn't to report to the mayor, and my role isn't to report to them. The, I'm not the county commission is not my boss, and I'm certainly not the boss of the county commission. We're two separate branches of government, and then you got the third along with which is the general sessions court, and I think we need the, it, that integrity is best maintained um, going forward if I don't preside as chair of the county commission. I think it was a good idea. We've had some challenges, to put it mildly, this first year, but we will continue to work through those. I, I want to come right back to that, but uh, someone just texted him what's going, what's being built in front of the old Las Casas school, and that's obviously that public safety building. That's correct. So let's talk about the relationship with the, the county commission, because at times it's even with that that was one of the first things that you wanted to do and there was some contention there you know it seemed like uh where do you think your relationship is with the with the commission um it's difficult for for, for me personally it's difficult I, i have and i don't and quite honestly i don't understand understand it to be quite honest with you and i've spent a year um allowing um just to be candid allowing some commissioners to vent uh, their frustration at me attacking me personally and i want to stay focused on the goal and i will stay focused on the goal and and the our accomplishments our accomplishments um being the fact that we're going to solve and we're on a long way down the road about solving the problem of being the trash can for middle tennessee that's going to stop we are on the cusp of putting together a plan for a regional forensic center up on Weekly Lane, which is huge benefit to the health and welfare of this county. We're talking about expanding recovery court, which is a really big deal because uh, there is probably not too many greater return on investments than 
when you can pull somebody out of incarceration and instead put them in some type of recovery and make them a productive, useful citizen so that we're not paying for incarceration and we're restoring lives and we're saving money. Or the, the fact that Jim, Dr. Sullivan and the school board have just done an outstanding job, you know, continue to raise the bar with the educational standards in uh, in our community. So we have a lot that we've accomplished in one year, but there's a lot more to do. And I just can't allow myself to get dragged into the petty politics of egos and personalities that detract from what we're trying to do. For the most part, my relationship with the individual county commissioners is excellent, uh, like it is with uh, the city mayors and the city managers. But there are a couple of people uh, who I have from time to time um, a difficult relationship with that tends to suck the oxygen out of the room. That's unfortunate because it's not necessary. Well, uh, maybe let's parlay that into what happened at the uh, steering committee on August 7th. <laughs> well, uh, the chairman of the steering committee was upset, apparently. I, I don't know this to be – but I was upset at uh, a vote that it was taken that he didn't agree with. And he turned to me and proceeded to cuss me out, and I don't – cuss out very easily i told him that i was not going to participate in that behavior and got up to leave at which point he and i'm giving you the reader's digest version called me a coward and i am a lot of things but a coward is not one of them and so i returned to him uh at which point he started to charge me and i told him you won't cuss me if you want to speak to me we can have a meeting you speak to me but we'll do it in a civil manner without raised voices and at that point um he uh asked me to hit him on numerous occasions and all this is verified by multiple witnesses who heard it uh, so it's just not my account but at the end of the day uh, out of frustration and anger he uh he said he was going to get me and threaten me which all that all that is unfortunate it's not necessary and and the biggest problem here is and, and quite honestly it doesn't bother me personally I, I mean i'm not i'm not threatened at all by his behavior in no way does it threaten me what it threatens is our t attention away from solving the problems and the challenges and embracing the opportunities of this county that's what i'm focused on that's what i'm going to continue to be focused on and uh, if the county commission won't deal with this issue then i'll just have to figure out how to deal with it myself while still keeping my eye on the ball of leading this county forward. And I am absolutely committed to doing that. So in, in that regard with, you know, kind of the, the philosophy of uh, executive legislative judicial in that should, should the County commission not do more on its own uh, in your opinion or, or uh, well, I, I think they should. I, I think uh, there was an article written in this morning's paper to the DNJ that asked, a, I think, and asked a question that I hadn't thought of, quite honestly, and that was basically, you know, when I decided not to be the county commission chair, did that create a vacuum at the county commission? Because the mayor's always been the, uh, the chair, and so did that create a leadership vacuum, vacuum? I don't know. I hope not, but it appears that one commissioner has a has a strong influence over the rest of the commission as evidenced by the fact that his conduct was rewarded by reappointment as steering commissioner, steering chair, which is it's, it's the prerogative and the right of the county commission to do that. Um, but they es essentially embraced that conduct 
when they reappointed him as chairman of the steering committee. And and again, I, I'm going to respect that decision, and I'm going to work as best as I can with that decision. But I will not allow myself to be dragged in to the verbal assaults as illustrated on August 7th ever again. That won't happen. Got a text uh, from a number ending in 4001. Agree completely with you as many residents here in Rutherford County. Joe, you're doing a great job. Hashtag my mayor. So. Well, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it takes all of us. I mean, this is a team effort. It's, it's not a Joe Carr effort. It's not a county commission effort. It's a community effort. We, there's a reason why we're the fastest growing county in the state. It's because people want to live here. That is an incredible opportunity. And when we talk about the stuff that we're talking about right now, Brian, it's frustrating to me because it distracts us from the opportunity and the obligation that we have. And that is what's frustrating for me. And I, I'm not going to let it happen. I'm just not going to let that happen. So I, I'm, it's unfortunate we're talking about this. But the relationship between the county mayor and the county commission is very, very important because we just don't need to cooperate. We need to get along. We're going to take a couple of minutes, come back, and then it's uh, you know like a lightning round of two minutes here with the county mayor, get his final thoughts this morning. You're listening to The Action Line. Brian Barrett joined by County Mayor Joe Carr back in just a couple of minutes. Hey, it's Scott. When it comes to health, there are numbers that every man needs to know, including our very own testosterone numbers. I recommend going to Low T Center where they make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only 25 bucks. You'll walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in about 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired, grumpy, cause lack of motivation, and drive. It can also raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Good morning. Still running a little bit slower than normal through the Jolton area from the earlier crash on 24 eastbound and Lights Creek Pike. Still heavy traffic right now, 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. All the traffic still trying to get in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County towards Davidson. It's crowded now in the Hermitage area as we stare at it live on 40 westbound out here around Central Pike. Nash Painting is number one in Middle Tennessee residential and commercial painters. Check them out online today at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Wrapping up with County Mayor Joe Carr here this morning on the Action Line. Uh, Mayor, we've talked a lot about your first year. Anything you want to talk about in that first year and kind of take us into what you hope to do in uh, year two? Well, we got a lot of unfinished business. We're, We're moving forward on the transfer station, like we said. We're we're investing $1.5 million in expanding recovery court, which is so important. We're moving forward, hopefully, 
on a forensic center, which is going to take a little time because the design engineering and that's going to be at least nine months. So hopefully that'll be a part of the 24-25 budget. Where would that be? That would be up on Weekly Lane okay. in Smyrna. And hopefully we'll partner with the state and MTSU on that. Um, I'm asking for a million dollars, and public safety has already approved it six to one, but I'm asking for a million dollars for to um, for design and engineering of that facility. But it'll take a good nine months for that to be completed. So once we move that forward, it's going to be nine months before we really hear anything going forward after That's that. That's where the driver's testing center used to be? It's exactly right. Okay. And the clerk's got oh, an office yeah. up there, and then we have a new convenience center up there. We have about an 18-acre plot of land the county does that we're going to make that into a county campus of sorts for services different services uh and so and then we want to i want to do something with a historical society i want to do something cultural and historical on the square so i've got some plans about maybe what we're going to do with the goldstein building and i'm talking to uh the mayor of murfreesboro and the manager about what we can do about uh lineball library and that and that particular building and how the county can access that facility for administrative offices and and then of course we've got the continued expansion of the public safety buildings and we're going to finish building out um, Last Castles and Walter Hill, then start on Christiana and Dale Webb. And then, uh, so we've got a lot of things we've got to do to deal with the growth of this community because growth just isn't schools. It's fire, it's EMS, mm. it's public safety, it's roads, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's solid waste. It's a lot of things that are, that reflect busting at the seams, as a caller said earlier. Mayor, it's been uh, a fun show this morning. It's it's gone by so quickly. I appreciate your uh, your willingness to come in uh, each and every month and talk to the listeners here in our, our great county about what's going on. Well, I enjoy this. It's important, and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, you next month sounds good all right county mayor joe carr joining us here this morning a reminder if you missed part of the show came in uh, maybe a bit late you can check the podcast at wgnsradio.com just look under podcast and action line or if you are spotify person iheart media all of those we've got the podcast in those sections as well just uh, subscribe by checking for wgns have a good day everybody the roundtable is next